All right. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Uh, my name is Mark Cameron, Senior Director of Ticket Sales and Service at Seminole Boosters and Florida State Athletics. Very excited to bring you guys a preview of our NATSO convention this year. I uh, have with us here Chris Asan, Hunter Roberts. Very excited to introduce them and have them give their background, but then also talk through the different sessions we're going to have this year, which we'll have three sessions that are NATSO focused uh, and uh, for the NACTA convention here this summer. So uh, without any uh, further ado, uh, go ahead and introduce here uh, Chris Asa first. Chris, go ahead and tell uh, everyone who you are, where you're from, and uh, your connection to NATSO. Hi, everybody. I'm Chris Asa. I'm the Associate AD for Development at Cal State Bakersfield. Uh, I've been in NATSO probably the last five years, and um, I've had various stops throughout the Southeast, and now I'm out in California. And um, of course, development and ticketing have a lot uh, of inner workings together. And so I, I like to be uh, part of NATSO as well as NAD uh, to make sure that I'm using best practices all the way around when I'm uh, you know, fundraising and doing things like that. Awesome. Thanks, Chris. Very fortunate enough to know Chris from uh, his time at Florida State here and actually got to help him move into his house in Tallahassee. So you still owe me for that one. Yeah. I'll, <laughs> uh, next time we're in convention in person, I'll get you a beer. That sounds good to me. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. And uh, Hunter Roberts, go ahead and introduce yourself and where you're from and uh, you're tied in that. So. Hey, y'all, this is uh, Hunter Roberts. I'm at the University of Central Arkansas. Um, I've been here for about two years going into year three. So uh, looking for some pretty big things here. Been with NATSO for, I think this is going into number two. Um, and it's been a blessing. I've got to meet really cool people. I had a lot of opportunities. Um, I was really excited for last year. Uh, it was my first in-person one. Um, but despite all the COVID stuff and whatnot, I think I've grown and I've got a lot more connections. Um, the way that I got into this was from my old boss, Jake Hill. Um, he's now working in the NAIA and it just was getting my head filled with, there's more than, you know, what my ideas are. There's a lot more ideas out there when it comes to ticketing and development and fundraising, like Chris said. And, um, it just got me really excited for what there is to, you know, and who I can bounce ideas off of and, you know, don't be intimidated from, um, the big power five schools. They're not scary. You know, they, they're, they're, they'll, They've started where we're at right now, where I'm at right now. They've all been there. Um, they've seen it. They've probably done it a couple of years before or whatever it may be. And I think that's what kind of got me jacked about that. So, and why I continue to come back year after year. Awesome. Thanks, Hunter. And I think that's actually going to be a perfect point to come back to when we talk a little bit about uh, the, the session you're going to introduce with mobile ticketing here in a few minutes, talking about there's something for every size school. And that, that's our goal when we put these sessions together. So Appreciate you mentioning that. Uh, with that being said, obviously we have the convention this year that'll be done virtually. Uh, that'll be done July 27th to 28th for all of NACTA. Um, by renewing your membership or becoming a member now, you actually can attend the entire convention for free. Uh, so that's really cool. It's gonna be a two day track. So if you're interested in marketing, you'll be able to attend some NACMA sessions and things like that as well. But uh, our sessions, we're gonna have three this year uh, that we'll introduce here momentarily. Uh, and those will be on the 27th. But before we jump into that, Hunter, going to start with you, but just uh, want to, you know, ask you, what are some advantages you feel like there are to that virtual convention model? Uh, and, and how does that compare to any past in-person conventions? If you've been to those before, just tell us a little bit more about what you feel like is a big advantage there. Yeah. So, so like I said a little bit earlier, I haven't, I haven't got to attend a live one. I've heard a lot about the live ones. And I think, for some people that might be a little bit better because you have that in interpersonal connection. Um, but I think going into this virtual one, you get your full focus. 
Um, you have variety, you have different choices. It's flexible. Um, you know, you're, you're in a quiet space on your own time, paying full attention. Um, and the breakout rooms, I, I thrive in breakout rooms. I'm not going to lie. Like that is my time to connect with six or seven different people. And we just, we just hit it off. And it's just great. Cause then you also just build, Hey, can I get your number? Can I text you about X, Y, Z? And I think that is where you actually grow. And I think this is time where if you were in an in-person convention, you don't get that a whole lot uh, because it's go, go, go quick, quick, quick. From what, from what I've understood, um, obviously, like I said, I've never been, but I think um, through COVID till now, breakout sessions and having that opportunity to speak to people one-on-one, build that relationship, add a connection to your table of, you know, however big it could be. And it's just, it's the best part of it. Um, I have about four or five people that I talk on a regular basis that started in a breakout session and have made me a better um, overall ticket individual, but more understanding on each different levels um, that I probably wouldn't know unless I had the one-on-one time to talk with those individuals. Awesome. No, that's a great example and something that you benefited from last year that you're still seeing now. So that's awesome to hear. And, and Chris, he may have stole your thunder with the breakout room there, but uh, <laughs> yeah. talk a little bit about some advantages you see. And I know you've been, we've obviously been together to some in-person conventions in the past for, for Nat. So but talk a little bit about what you see as an advantage of our, our virtual convention here this summer. Yeah, piggybacking a little bit off of uh, what Hunter mentioned, um, when you're in person, it is go, go, go. Um, it's it's back to back. You got five minutes in between sessions. Now there's there's time to network and things like that, but you will, a, a virtual convention allows you to um, really build some, I, I feel like a little bit more genuine uh, connection. You're not, uh, there's, there's not, uh, lots of stuff going on around you. Um, you can really, uh, dial in and, and, and talk to people and really with what we all do, whether you're in NATSO, NACMA, NAD, anything, all of this is, is built on relationships and, uh, building genuine friendships, uh, with, with other people in this business. That's what I get from it. Um, from a logistical standpoint, um, if you've got a smaller budget, it makes a lot more sense, <laughs> you know, to, to not have to, you know, spend money on air flight and uh, hotels and things like that. So there's some definite fiscal advantages to that. And uh, kind of echoing what you said, if you join uh, and renew your membership now, you get to go for free. So um, that's not going to last forever. So take advantage while you can. <laughs> Absolutely. No, that's huge. I mean, uh, every other year, we're obviously doing the in-person convention either at Orlando or different destinations. I know we got Vegas coming up, was supposed to be last year, but we'll have that again in the near future. But that's something I struggle with with our staff in Orlando. We can drive to it from FSU and Tallahassee, uh, so we get to take more. But then there's that other year where it's like, oh, I can't, you know, can't be flying too many people out to Vegas on the budget. So it's obviously really cool to be able to say, hey, our entire staff gets to attend convention because that's not a benefit that we get to give to all of our sales and service representatives every year. So uh, the, the fiscal opportunity is definitely huge. And something like uh, Chris just mentioned there by renewing your membership, everyone can attend free. So that's huge. Well, shifting gears a little bit, I know I've mentioned earlier, we're going to talk about all three of our sessions. We have three total sessions this year. Uh, we have a mobile ticketing session uh, that myself and, and Hunter are working on. Uh, we also have a how to handle stress session and then a uh, doing more with less that Chris has been working on with, with some of our convention committee staff. And I uh, just want to take a moment to thank all of our convention committee and all of our volunteers and everyone on the board for all the work they're putting in and making sure we're getting all the right speakers. And we want to make this very valuable content for all of our members. We don't want this to be something that hey, I heard that at a different webinar or I heard that at a different podcast. We want to make sure this is something that gives a lot of value to them. So 
uh, definitely a shout out to everyone who's been working hard on putting this together. With that being said, uh, Hunter, I want to talk a little bit through the mobile ticketing session with you. Um, if you don't mind just taking maybe two to three minutes to talk a little bit about the overview, uh, what speakers we're having, the, the rationale behind those speakers, uh, and what we're trying to accomplish with that mobile ticketing session, as well as who our, our presenting sponsor is going to be for that one. Yeah, no, for sure, Mark. And, and like I said, just big shout out to um, everyone that's been a part of this process. It's been, you know, month on month, day after day, and it's been fun. And and talking about this session specifically, Mark, I think you and I, obviously, we're doing it together. It's been fun. Um, I've got to know more about you um, and just kind of piggybacking off each other on, on how this can work. Um, and on, obviously, you know, Toledo Ticket uh, Technology, big thank you. You know, like I said, that's huge. That they're taking the time to, you know, present us and present Nacho and what we got looking forward to mobile ticketing. Uh, now for, for what's next with these, uh, the presenters, um, I think it's really cool that we have such a, a diverse variety going on here. Um, big, small, um, basketball, you know, only football. Um, and specifically, you know, with, with Ebony Jackson, I have a close, she actually was at UCA before I took over at UCA. And so immediately, um, she popped into my head because she helped me with my transition. And I think that really kind of ties into what we're moving into um, post COVID. And I think um, Ebony has done a terrific job at Troy. I I've talked to her on multiple accounts, um, not only about this session, but just in general tickets and just what was it like? What are your thoughts on this? And um, the best thing about it is that it's, it's, it's literally like a friendship, you know, it's not, uh, hey, Ebony, like, you know, it's it's Ebony. I got a question and she's boom, boom, boom. And so I've been very, very um, thankful and blessed to have that on my side. And fun to know that she hasn't even gone mobile at all. They went through an entire COVID year without actually touching a mobile um, transaction, which blew my mind when she told me. I dropped my phone. And I was like, no way, no way, no way. <laughs> uh, but that's awesome. And then um, uh, Brian Morgan at Marquette, uh, which is awesome because he – didn't really have an option, which I can kind of attest to that as well. I was at the University of Evansville before this, and we also were in a big arena, and it was very tough whenever um, the arena makes a lot of the decisions for you. Um, and so learning on the fly and just being quick to adjust um, is something that, you know, we all have to, we, we all know I'm um, in the ticket world that, you know, we might not like it, um, but it's something that we are just accustomed to with our skills and our abilities uh, to learn and to help and to ask those questions. Um, and I'm sure Brian have asked multiple people, Hey, what have you done here and there? Um, and then you have Lacey Williams at Texas A&M. Um, and I think that they've been doing it for a while now and it's incredible. And, you know, I would love that, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a real, you know, real life, if I could just boom mobile all the time and just, it'd be, it'd be awesome just to do. Cause I think there's so many advantages. Um, and I think people are just, um, they hold back, you know, they do what's comfortable, what we've known. Um, and, and it's really hard to jump into the unknown. Um, and I think all three of these individuals represent NATSO, um, the ticket community, um, and their schools very well um, from just different aspects. And I think the best thing about this session is that you're going to get so much valued information just of what it took to make the jump, um, you know, why the jump hasn't been made and what it's like working for a big facility and working with them as well, because you're working with two different people and not everyone understands the ticket world. Um, but I'm super excited that this session, because um, I think it hits home to me a lot, because um, a lot of these, each of these three, I want to be, be in, in some sort of way, just 
um, having the mobile, having the big arena, taking that step or just holding back. And I, I think, you know, holding back was probably one of the safest things to do, but also a very bold move because you weren't following the norm. You weren't jumping on the trend, you know, you were staying honed to your skills, um, but also learning. So I think each of these individuals are going to prepare us for um, post in 2020 and what it's going to look like, the best practices moving forward. Um, and again, big shout out to Toledo um, Ticket Technologies and to our, um, to the convention and to our chair members and everyone who's putting time in this. Um, it, it means a lot. And I, I really do think that everyone's going to gain a lot of knowledge um, and have the ability to ask a lot of questions and take a lot from this session. Definitely. Awesome, Hunter. That was a great intro and a great overview of the speakers we got and just trying to really highlight what we were looking for. And, and a special shout out to incoming president, Rachel Myers. She did a great job kind of talking through this session and saying, look, I've been on so many podcasts and webinars where mobile ticketing was, well, with COVID, we just sent out mobile digital tickets. And everyone's heard that story now, right? Where it's okay. Yeah. It, you know, COVID forced you to go away from paper tickets last year. We get it. And she wants to move on to what's next. What are the next practices? You know, what are pain points for people who've already done it? You mentioned Texas A&M. What are some pain points they had? Um, you know, Brian at, at Marquette, when they had to, to follow suit, to fall in line with what the Milwaukee Bucks and their arena were doing. And then Ebony bringing that perspective, like you said, that they didn't do mobile tickets, but they're looking to move more in that direction. So there's something for everyone. You know, it's not just big school, small school, it, you know, not just being on Packy Olin or Ticketmaster or Audience View, it's, it's trying to find all of those avenues. So I, I think, uh, once again, Rachel did a great job guiding us and Hunter, great job just trying to continue to find speakers that are going to engage people and help provide that value beyond just, hey, this is what we did for COVID. This is what we're doing next now. So uh, very excited for that session. I think it's going to be awesome just to, to really hit home in terms of giving people that breakdown and, and what they can expect for uh, the next practices for mobile ticketing. Great. Well, uh, the, the next session we have after that, um, it's actually one that none of us on the, the podcast here are directly involved with, but um, wanted to kind of tease it, tee it up for you guys is how to handle stress. Um, so what I did actually followed up with um, Alicia Falcon from UAB. Really appreciate her help on this as well as Scott Dietrich. Uh, they've been doing a great job putting this one together. So I had a phone call with her just to kind of, hey, tell me more about this session. You know, tease it to me. I want to hear what it's going to sound like. And be able to get people excited for it. Man, I, I came away super excited for what this session is going to look like. Obviously, within the last year with the COVID pandemic, um, man, it, it's really taken a toll on everyone's mental health. Um, it, it's kind of one of those double whammies, right, where, you know, some people, their job were unaffected, but they were saying, oh, man, you know, I don't have sports for my outlet. We didn't have sports for our outlet, and we were affected because of our jobs. We were all kind of looking over our shoulder saying, man, this is not ideal. Uh, we were all yeah. kind of a pretty tough spot. <laughs> so uh, yeah, really double whammy for everyone in the sports industry when, when COVID hit because we didn't have our outlet and we had some you know, spotty job security. So, you know, we want our sessions this year to obviously be ticket focused. But with that said, we all know we need to know how to handle stress and find that work-life balance and not get burnt out. So now that we're back to getting back to full capacities and ticketing venues, that's awesome. But, you know, we need to make sure that we're not having this, uh, you know, kind of mental stress and, and triggers from this past year that really kind of weighed on us and, and still do weigh on us. So I think this is going to be a huge session for us. Um, it actually features Dr. Carl Olson, uh, Assistant AD for Performance Psychology Services at Penn State University. Uh, Dr. Olson, really cool background, actually served in the U.S. Army. He's a retired lieutenant colonel and just has a really, really unique background that I think is going to be uh, awesome for our listeners and our members to hear from. Alicia and Scott, they were able to jump on a call with him last Friday 
they came away super excited, super jacked up about what's to come here with this session. Um, it will be a pre-recorded session, but one of the things we're going to do is send out a survey email from that. So, uh, so be on the lookout for that. Definitely make sure you open it, answer it, because uh, what that's going to do is lay the foundation for the discussion. So we make sure it's got topics and information relevant to our membership uh, so that it's hitting home for, for everything that uh, you guys, our members, find important. So definitely look out for that, that survey email. Uh, we're going to use that data to help kind of guide this session. Um, don't want to give away too much, but there's going to be some really good dialogue on work-life balance. Uh, there'll be some great stress release techniques and uh, just general tie-ins to athletics. You know, it's kind of unique. Dr. Olson works with coaches and student athletes, but even said, hey, this is applicable to all departments across athletics. So this isn't something that's unique, obviously, just to those who are currently performing in athletics, but to those who work in athletics such as ourselves. So um, ultimately going to be a great session. And I mean, we've all seen how important the mental health conversation is right now. And uh, this is more relevant now more than ever. So uh, definitely going to be one you want to catch and tune into. Really looking forward to it. Once again, appreciate uh, Alicia and Scott's help on this and uh, really excited to, uh, to have our members here this session on July 27th. And then our final session, kicking it over to Chris here. Uh, I'm sorry, real quick, actually moving back to how to handle stress. That one's going to be sponsored by uh, Eventelect. So we're friends over at Eventelect. Patrick Ryan, Lisa Walker, appreciate you guys and what you do, um, but they'll be sponsoring that session on how to handle stress. So uh, the final session, and we'll kick it over to Chris here, is doing more with less. Chris, tell us a little bit more about what went into this one, the speakers, what you guys were looking for, what people can expect, and who that uh, that presenting sponsor is going to be as well. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I worked on this with uh, Rachel Myers at Michigan, our incoming president, and Brian Morgan at Marquette. And um, the, we really worked uh, well together on this. Uh, and I'm really excited about the variety of speakers we've got. Um, the purpose of this was to be as far-reaching, as beneficial as possible, uh, whether you're a small ticketing office with a staff of one or two, or if you've got 52 people and you've got all the people you need, um, really, COVID has been kind of a great equalizer, <laughs> if, if you really think about it. And it, more than likely, you've had to deal with staffing cuts or, you know, you're dealing with less students or, or whoever. And as a result, you know, you get more put on your plate naturally. And the idea is you focus on the tools you can utilize to remove some of that low hanging fruit that takes up a lot of your time, but is very crucial to what you're trying to get done. Right. And, and what are those things? Uh, marketing, uh, CRM technology, and then some of the analytics that you uh, get so that you know who to pitch and, and things like that. So we've got a, a really good group of people. Cecilia Stryler is the Associate Director of Marketing at Kansas State. Um, she's going to talk some of the marketing automation uh, that they utilize. Uh, Mike Castle at Georgia Tech is going to talk about some technology like sale, uh, Sales Loft. Uh, Brian Pract at Notre Dame is going to talk uh, about some of the uh, sales analytics and um, specifically Dynamic Pricing Partners, who is the partner uh, and the sponsor for this. Uh, it, we'll, we'll talk about their technology and stuff, but really it's, it's all about you know, removing things from your plate that are high impact and high time consuming things uh, so that you can free up and, and do the things that you need to do, which uh, the most important thing, I think, customer service and making sure you've got a, a, a plenty of time in your day to, to deal with that 
and and deal with any issues that arise or or whatever your day to day stuff is. So um, that's going to be another good one. I I always like uh, talking efficiency because you know we we often find ourselves uh, I have anyways in places where you've got to do that and it, it it's the name of the game and you you got to be um, you, you know nimble and and ready to have some solutions ready to go. So this this is going to be a good one. Awesome. Well, no, I really appreciate that, Chris. And yeah, that sounds like super exciting. I, I know you mentioned uh, Mike there with uh, Georgia Tech and Sales Loft. We actually at Florida State just recently partnered with Sales Loft and we haven't even fully implemented it yet, but I can tell you when you're talking doing more with less, I think that's a huge, <laughs> huge sell, selling point for Sales Loft because man, it really does maximize. I know Rachel and Michigan are on it as well too. And just, she talked about the importance of that last year, um, you know, just knowing they didn't have as much staff and how can I maximize that? So uh, definitely, a, a, once again, kind of just going hand in hand with with uh, how to handle stress. Talk about being relevant more now than ever in terms of how to do more with less, knowing that budgets were cut, staff was reduced. Uh, really all three. I mean, once again, mobile ticketing, we talked about how many people's hands were for. So I think it's it's great because all three of these topics are super relevant now, but it's not just the kind of, well, COVID downsized us. It's, well, what did we do and how did we not only make do, but how do we exceed? and finding a way to kind of persevere, even though there's been all these externalities in the past year. So uh, all three sessions, I think, are going to be super helpful in terms of providing value to our members. And just once again, giving them different unique points of view. And Hunter, to circle them back on your point at the very beginning, uh, having that that one-to-one interaction, too, with other schools that's going to permeate throughout the session. So it's not just what you're learning on the session, but connecting with some other people that maybe have some unique questions or unique issues that uh, you guys are also dealing with at your school. So um, all in all, I think it's going to be super exciting. Uh, you know, we're looking forward to it. You know, with that being said, I, I'll kick it to you, Hunter. What, what would you say you're most looking forward to for this year's convention, whether it be a particular session, something within the session? What are you most excited about for this year? Doing more with less. I'm just, <laughs> says it all right there. I mean, I just, um, no, I, I think, you know, going in that and listening to this, it was just, it's what I needed right now. Like I said, just taking it personally, hitting home. I'm a, I'm a one man show um, going into it when students are gone. I, I have a heavy 15 student staff and it's just, it's a lot. And, and, and mentally it's, it's definitely, it's draining sometimes. And so having that time to decompress, it's just, it's just a lot. And so just kind of just making it personal and just taking the time to, to learn um, and, and be humble, you know, just because I think I'm the best ticket person here in Arkansas doesn't mean that I can't, you know, stoop my level down and, and, and learn. And I think that's the biggest thing that we all need to kind of come to is that um, you're never, you're never too young or too old to learn something new. And um, it, you're, you're going to get insights from three, six, nine, nine plus different people just in the three sessions of what they can bring to the table and, and what they're doing. And then you get to find the cool ways of, well, I didn't know that. How can I make this work at UCA or at Florida State or, or whatever it may be? How do I make things work? Uh, and that's the fun part of it. And I think the coolest thing about it is knowing three or four people that are going to be on this with me, um, reconnecting with them, sitting out, reconnecting with other people, um, probably going to DM someone like, hey, can you tell me more about this? And it's just, that's the point of it. It's one big ticket family and the community is, is why why I'm so excited for it. Um, even if it is virtual, like that, that's what kind of keeps me going is community because it's, it's hard to find people that you confide in and that confide in you. And that will continue to help you prosper throughout your career. Awesome. I think it kind of 
Man, I might have questions too similar. I was asking what you're most looking forward to, and then I was going to close with the sales pitch. And I think you you just lumped it all in. I love it though. That's, that's yeah. one big sales pitch, and you know it, it's unique. I mean, all of us touch sales, so we might as well give her a sales <laughs> pitch. So, Chris, with that in mind, what are you looking forward to most? Slash, give me your elevator sales pitch for uh, why someone should, should be excited for this year's convention. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm I, I'm looking forward to reconnecting uh, with folks, even though it's not in person. Um, you know, this is, this year has been hard on everybody. Um, You're disconnected from your staff. You're disconnected from your coworkers. um, You're stuck on zoom, that kind of thing. Being able to see the people that we know and have gotten to know over the last few years. And uh, it's just, it's always fun to do that. And like Hunter said, just DMing folks, Hey, reconnecting it's, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. As far as the sessions go, um, probably uh, the uh, relieving stress session for me is going to be great. Um, this this past year has been pretty difficult on me. I'm a I'm a pretty extroverted person, so being locked up in the house <laughs> at times is it sure. has been has been tough. Um, I'm not going to lie; I'll, I'll be a little bit uh, vulnerable here. Um, <laughs> but it, you know, it we all need to relieve stress. And so how to handle that, um, kind of approaching it in a, in a, um, responsible way and, uh, and, and learning how to do that is, is something I'm always looking forward to. I I do a little bit of meditation and reading every morning. Um, and, and so adding to the toolbox, so to speak is, is going to be good. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, and then in terms of 30 to 60 second elevator pitch on becoming a NATSO member. It's, it's in that order. Um, you're going to, you're going to meet lots of cool people. Um, you're going to get some really good knowledge. Uh, it, no matter how far you get in this business, if you're not learning, you are stagnating and, uh, the world, the world is moving forward. And I mean, the mobile ticketing piece is case in point. I mean, can you imagine being a, uh, a season ticket base that is is a little bit on the elderly side that has no idea what a mobile ticket is and they're expecting a, a, a stub ticket. So things like that and getting them to educate and, and the best practice to implement that stuff, you're going to get that. It, it really is valuable and it, it, it really, it, it, you, can, you can learn so much. Even, even if you're not in the ticketing space daily, you can learn so much. So I, that's, that's why I think you should be a NATSO member. Awesome. Um, for those of you just listening to the podcast, you're not going to see it, but I'll show Hunter and Chris. I had wrote down learning was the number one word there. I think Chris used it about three times, which is fantastic. Kind of tease up me to bring it all home and close with the final elevator pitch. And, uh, you know, I've been a, a NATSO member since NATSO was founded, uh, you know, back in, in 2015. And uh, talk about a very diverse membership that, God, they're, they're so willing and able to help. And you can learn. All you have to do is you know, just ask questions, really. Um, it's unbelievable the number of people I've met and how it's helped me, not only professionally, but personally as well, too. Um, and I, I love convention, uh, whether it's in person, whether it's virtual. Um, every year it's that, you know, I put on my learning cap. Um, I'm not better than anyone else. I don't have any greater ideas than anyone else. I want to learn what everyone's doing. And it doesn't matter what type of school you come from. I want to hear the ideas because something could always be applied to what I do here at Florida State uh, where someone else does it. And man, I just, I love throwing on the learning cap and, and sitting in the different sessions and saying, hmm, that, that's unique. Let me see how I can apply that here. And uh, I always joke with my staff, you know, the 
next original idea I have will be my first one. Uh, you know, I always take everyone's idea and run with it. I love it. We had a, a someone come in yesterday for professional development training, and I actually wrote down uh, one of the things he had on the, his slide, which was a quote, when you steal from one, it's plagiarism. When you steal from many, it's research. And that's how I feel every year at the convention. It's like, man, this is, I'm going to take this from this school, this from this school. And it's, it's my research. I come back and, you know, I'm a hero here when I say, hey, have we considered doing X, Y, and Z? And meanwhile, it's just taking a little bit of what Marquette's doing here and Texas a and doing here and finding the right blend for our, our, our uh, product and our fan base as well, too. So I think that's why everyone should be part of that. So once again, it's the best way to learn and bring back ideas to your school. You can be the hero and act like you came up with all these really mm -hmm. unique original ideas. Meanwhile, you just sat in some sessions and realized that everyone else has some similar ideas and, and able to put it all together and find your blend. So um, really looking forward to this year's uh, convention. Once again, everyone should be a part of it. Um, simply renew your membership, become a member for NATSO, and you have access to not just the three sessions we broke down here today for NATSO, but you also have all the NACTA sessions for those two days, July 27th and July 28th. So we're looking forward to seeing everyone there on Zoom. Um, we want to make sure that we, we continue to grow and foster those relationships. Uh, you'll get to hear from a number of great people and uh, get to meet some new people along the way. So we're looking forward to it. Can't wait for it. Uh, once again, want to thank Chris Asa here and, and uh, Hunter Roberts for their time today. And uh, hope you guys were able to learn a little something and excited for this year's convention. So we'll see you in July. See you then. Thanks, guys. Yeah.